Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the JT Fox Live. And today we figured with everything going on that maybe we would talk about the powerful, which is nothing but the truth. And there's different layers of truth as well. My name is JT Fox, formerly known as the world's number one wealth and business coach, uh, investor in property and as well as in properties. And pretty much we do everything as well. Pack, there's my seal, all CEOs. It has been what, how would you describe our last three days? If you had to describe it overall and we had to describe it, like what, what's the, how would we describe it? A poop pile. I would say three words. Here we go again. So, um, so let's start with top. What is that for? That's four words. Here we go again. Exclamation point. <laughs> Exclamation point as well. So um, let's talk about some things here. And I, I'd like to have some audience participation. If you're listening to this on the podcast, we are doing live this on Facebook as well. Um, number one, should we re-shut down uh, Florida? PAC told me a few minutes ago, 8,000 uh, tests. America's had over 40,000 people that have had it. Just yesterday alone, today, it's probably higher based on these tests. Texas has said they're uh, kind of reclosing down some levels. Uh, Arizona's trying to do the same as well. And to be honest with you, is closing down really going to do anything at this point? Like, is it what can be done at this point? The market's down, of course. Uh, you know, uh, is this really matter to reclose? Or should we just go for that herd immunity? So, you know, in the very beginning of all this, I was the one that was on like the herd immunity bandwagon, like just everyone get it, let's get it over with. Um, why are you so afraid of getting it? Why am I so afraid of getting it? Yeah, about you took an antibody test today? Yeah. I got mine too, I, I didn't have it. I thought I may have had it. See, the problem is that you're not feeling well back in early March when I was in Paris and well, I thought I, maybe I, I figured all the traveling we did. Well, when you said you didn't have the antibodies, it kind of bumped me out. Cause I was, I was kind of hoping we were like exposed in Europe on our last trip, but like didn't get sick. That's what I was kind of hoping for considering you've been around some people that, you know, didn't end up having it as far as we know, but had gotten sick and my allergies were so bad in the beginning where I was like, maybe I actually had it and I didn't even know it and I thought it was allergies and it wasn't. I don't know, it's gonna take two to three days to get the antibody test back. I'm, as I'm sitting here with my mask on that I wear everywhere, um, it's not that I'm afraid of getting it. It's I've been spending time with a very, very small group of a very close-knit circle. And there's people in that circle that if they get it, it would be very they're in a high they're in high risk categories or they are family members that are in high risk categories. So it's more of I'm afraid of getting it because then I feel like I would literally be isolated for two weeks because the people that I'm around, I'm keeping myself in such a small group. 
they're a group that's there's people that are at risk so it would you know really limit who i could actually see so that's that's why i'm concerned i don't want to get friends you know i have a very good friend who um just announced she's having another baby and you know it's, it's people like that you, i just don't want to be around if i have it yeah, but only be for two weeks and be back to normal. And that means that two weeks of more work. I mean, I, I, I see it as a positive for you. Like me keeping getting it over and over again. Yes. Um, I, you know, my, my philosophy is at this point, after seeing everything going on and seeing the death rate, there is no way we can stop this. I, I'm just saying there's just no way. So if, if the idea is to slow the spread so that the ICUs and are not overfilled, Okay, I get that decision. But if you think you're going to eradicate it, it's not going to happen. Everyone in the world is going to have it other than New Zealand. And, and you know, other than New Zealand. No, Australia, they've got a big surge in, uh, in Victoria, number. Very big, by the way. Somebody at McDonald's and everything. It's very, made the news. Um, so I think at this point, and the problem is that the economy is not going to be shut down. I've already said that. I don't think it's not going to be shut down. Feel bad for any bar owners that were finally open again. Uh, well, it's crazy because here, um, a couple of bars never reopened, like not out of, they were shut down. They didn't feel like it was safe yet. And then a few bars last, this past week have actually announced they're re temporarily shutting down due to the safety of their employees and the patrons. But I mean, you think about it, people go out to a bar and they're drinking then they're not, they're already not going to make the best decisions. So you put on top of it, like wear your mask into a bar, you give someone three or four drinks, you think they're going to remember to be like this when they're not drinking and remember they're doing half capacity, but then everyone's crammed into the corner closest to the stage. So you're at half capacity, but people aren't spread out. It's just, bars are such a hard thing to actually social. But I also think the mentality is that young people don't care. They really, they're oh, like, they're like, we're very, yeah, we're very low risk. We don't care. But then they bring it back to their parents and the grandparents, and that's the, the, the case. Or well. then they have it, and they continue to go out, and they're spreading it to people. And then who are those people going to be around? And it's, it's this, for me, it's the lack of having situational awareness of my actions don't only, in, only impact me. My actions impact every single person that I come in contact with. And that's what I think frustrates me a little bit. And by the way, it sounds very familiar what you just said to something we're currently experiencing. It's not just about me. It's affecting an entire organization. Right. And I think that people, people just think like, oh, well, I, I'm sick, but I'm not sick. I feel fine. So it's but, fine. But, but, but there's that same feeling when the flu, like people would go to events or even top one with us and they'd have the flu, you know what I mean? And then we'd like, you know, listen, it, it's the... It's we finally reopened phase four, which is 50 people, 25% of restaurants, which doesn't matter. It was the first day I saw cars, like, because when I went out, like, there's semblance of a bit of life, which I had not seen in three months. Um, but I miss life. I, I miss, I miss the, I, here's the first, because you, know, you haven't gone to a restaurant yet, right? No, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get bandos. I get to, yeah. By the way, I'm on my juice cleanse. It was my fourth day today. I have a choice. I can eat. Doing? I don't know. Like, I put something in a in a in a bowl and I picked a number and three came out. I'm on four, and it's just like one of those things where like 
at this point. Interestingly enough, I lost nine, nine pounds. But that's not real. No, I know it's not real. That's what I'm saying. Like I was feeling like inner bloated from whatever I was eating every day. Nando's? I don't know if it was the Nando's. I've been getting a lot of Chinese food. Um, oh yeah, the sodium that'll retain. That's what you lost. Nine yeah, yeah, but I just had fried. I was just getting fried rice. No egg. It doesn't matter. There's sodium. Where in the rice? They just sprinkle sodium. <laughs> so next topic. Um, Facebook's been getting a lot of pressure. For those of you who don't know, and Mark Zuckerberg is hanging out his hundred million dollar property in Hawaii, and advertisers. And there's been a lot of call for Facebook. And we know how hard as Facebook is. We were the subject of a stalker with 8,000 posts. And, and everything you file, sometimes they say, eh, it doesn't violate. And uh, now you had you know, racist posts. Uh, people are attacking President Trump's post and this post and that post. And now big brands said, hey, pull out Verizon, Unilever. So a lot of very big companies pulled out of advertising with Facebook because they weren't going to do something. And sure enough, a few minutes ago, Facebook just announced that they are going to label posts that they seem and do a better job taking over as well. So is this a talk of principles walk or money talks? Which one? Um, because at the end of the day, free speech in theory should be that. Or does the minute you take money away from people, now they become more attentive. Mm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not exactly sure of what you're Well, what I'm trying to say is that if people weren't pulling out these advertisers, they wouldn't have done anything. So if someone says, you know what, there's a billion dollars worth of advertising, you know, that affects the bottom line. So by the way, I don't think the world is driven by principle. I think the world is driven by money. If it affects your, your pocketbook, um, then, you know, people are going to do something. They're either can cave on principles, which by the way, Facebook has the money and the might, um, but also too, it may, they just caved in. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg caved in. I think so. I, I mean, okay. Look at recently, right? Clearly the world is motivated by money as it's more important to get everyone back to work and reopen the economy and see the stock market doing well than it is to re shut down or be slower about reopening. Um, at the end of the day, people, people can say all day long, I'm not motivated by money. Money's not what drives me. That's not my motivator. It's not true. I mean, look at it. If you look at the basis of how our world is set up, how our economy is set up, right? Your businesses that are publicly traded are publicly traded and on the stock market and your quarterly numbers come out and it's not driven by how happy are people working for you? It's your your scoreboard, not by what your what's the like good you've done to the world. The scoreboard at the end of the day is how profitable are you? That is the scoreboard of big business. You know, people are not rewarded for how happy they are, how how you know the great things they do. You know, they're rewarded by how much money do you make? How much profitable are you? Nobody says I have a successful business that doesn't make money. At the end of the day, that's the money drive. Speaking of, uh, of that as well, if you guys are listening here and you would like literally 51 of my courses, the copywriting course will be uploaded tomorrow, 52, over almost 5,000 hours of content. Everything I've ever done, $150,000, every coaching session, go to millionaireflix.com for $20. 
And if you're smart, you'll level up, you'll upgrade to level two, you'll get coached by me and Francie every single week. We did it this morning, we do it every week. If you can't send us send your question, really amazing group of people. We went two hours. I mean, you went two hours, I went an hour and a half. Um, but get that coaching every week uh, as well. And tomorrow, to make an announcement, yep. George Ross will be here on this channel. The, and make sure you tell you no, loyal George. So talk about the disloyalty that's been happening wait, this wait, week. Wait. Are we doing this live on here? Not in yeah, but we're gonna do it on Zoom, and it's gonna stream live. On, it's gonna stream live on. Uh, things. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're doing it on Zoom, but it's streaming live because George wouldn't know how to get onto. That would be a whole story. But yeah, loyal George, George Ross, ninety-two years old. Uh, best-selling author, apprentice judge, my coach, going to be here tomorrow. And he says, enough. He's going to talk about loyalty. He's going to call out the disloyalty. He's going to do some live coaching. That's tomorrow at 10 o'clock right here Eastern. You're going to want to be here because George, he's got a fire in him right now. He is, it's a whole different ballgame. He is just primed up pretty good. Um, so, yeah, go to Millionaire Flicks, everybody. If you don't, write down update as well. Uh, our next topic, uh, or did we talk a topic? Yeah, I think we were done. Oh, okay, I want to talk about statues. I want to know how everybody feels around there. So there are statues all over the world that are being defaced, that are being torn down, um, graffiti, destroyed, um, you know, broken, you know. And so regardless of their past, okay, regardless of that, should these statues be removed or kept there? Pat, what do you think? So I think that, you know, the statues, for whatever reason they were decided, you know, put there, who wanted it, whatever. Um, I do think it is part of history. And, you know, however anyone feels about things that have happened, it, it is the history and they happen. We can't erase we can't erase things that have happened in, in history. They happened, they were history. We're supposed to be able to, we study history in school in order to learn from it and hopefully not repeat the mistakes that had been made in the past and to learn where different cultures came from, where like the origin and the past of things. So I think a, you know, a statue that was put up years ago representing something of history in a certain society or culture. Getting rid of the statue to me now, I don't see how that's undoing anything because it happened. We can't change what that statue is representing because it's representing something that happened in our history. And so I feel like you know, an effort to remove the statue, statues or change the statues or whatever, it's not, it doesn't take, it, nothing can change what has already happened. You can't take it back. You can't undo it. You can't unring the bell. So what is this, what is getting rid of the statue going to do? It's just going to erase, slowly erase that that happened. And I feel like any of the things in our history, there's lessons to be learned from all of them. I'll add another thing. They're saying that they should remove the Star Spangled Banner because it was written by a someone who was a slave owner back in 17-something, 17-something, uh, and it should be replaced by John Lennon. Imagine all the people. I'm not kidding you. This is literally true news. So do you think the Star Spangled Banner, who's 
imagine you should be replaced by imagine all the people. So I should have been a singer. So do you think that the Star Spangled Banner should be replaced in favor of Imagine? Since the origins of who wrote the song was a slave owner. Um, so, I'm going to... I've not heard this. Um, this is very true. Here's my question. Isn't John Lennon from the UK? Yes. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a little curious as to why we would pick someone who's non-American in a non-American song to replace, you know, an American heritage song. So that's question number one. Um, I'm going to go back to and say, this isn't for me a discussion of slavery. And I by no means think slavery was okay. What I am going to say is, at the point of when people own slaves, at that point in time, people, the large consensus of the population in the South was that that was normal. And it's not like one person or five people were doing that and it, everyone was outraged. That was considered normal at the time. Like, a, a bunch of years forward from now, are people going to look at people that have nannies or people that have housekeepers or people that have, you know, pay people to do services like that, that that's not okay and we shouldn't have that? I don't know, right? Because now we're living in a time where that's normal. It is normal to pay someone to come and clean your house. That's normal. 200 years from now, is that going to be looked at as you shouldn't be paying someone to come clean your house or to drive you around or to do things like that. I don't know. So it's kind of like saying somebody did something that at the time, a lot of people considered to be normal. And now we're going to say we're faulting that person and should remove something because they did something at the time. Now, if that person was, you know, a murderer, right? That's never been acceptable, as so far as I know, from any history I've studied. It's never, well, I guess you could go back to gladiator times and then it was acceptable to make people fight. You know, I mean, I don't, I mean, you could, I feel like you could go back in history and find a point in time where almost anything was acceptable in any, in any. Well, but world. then you could make that argument that somebody who did a Halloween costume, you know, with a black face as a joke and wasn't racist that that was not perceived as racist. And then 20 years later, people are going back 20 years ago. I mean, if that's okay to do that, then well, it should no, be okay and to do that. Said before, I, I don't think it's fair to now say, I mean, that would be the equivalent of us right now saying Disney as a company is racist because they had a ton of cartoons that definitely depict things that are 100% viewed as racist. So it's saying because Disney had those cartoons back in the day, right now, today, they are racist. At the point of those cartoons coming out, I'm not, now, if that cartoon came out as a new cartoon, people would be like, this is not okay. But at the time, people accepted it. I'm not saying it was right at the time, but it was accepted. So I, I do think like, it's hard to go back and say, you did this 50 years ago, you're a bad person because 50 years ago, that could have been okay. I mean, look at right now, right? 
there's so many states and so many places where marijuana is being made legal, right? That is becoming a normal thing in a lot of states, the legalization of marijuana. I can think back to what, what presidency was it? The whole thing with the like, but I didn't inhale. Was that Clinton? Was that Obama? Who was that? The whole the Clinton, I didn't inhale, right? Now, if you fast forward now, it's becoming legal in so many places that it's irrelevant. But at that point, it was wrong, and now it's not wrong. So it's all in, I think everything has to be in context of the time that you're in, and is it acceptable or not acceptable? Because otherwise, everyone's always doing things wrong because the social norms and what's okay and what's not okay is constantly changing and evolving. So how can someone over their lifetime of 80 years have nothing held against them because where we are as a society changes. Would you admit that you want this song to be the national anthem? Oh, say. So that should be your national anthem. Uh, now that you talk for six minutes in a row without me interrupting me, skating around and not addressing the issue in a non-direct way, bottom line is you want to remove the statue, fine. I think it should be a process that wherever the statue is, people come to a consensus, understand why it's wrong, and then remove it. What I don't like is going in, vandalizing, spray painting, defacing, which are criminal acts. And we don't want to call it these criminal acts because they're saying it's racist. So therefore, if you commit a crime because you're trying to get rid of racism, that it's okay. That's where my problem is as well. And they tried to get rid of the, uh, the Christopher Columbus saying he's racist. And the Italians in New York, like they were around it. And they're like, you ain't taking this statue. And they left the Christopher Columbus alone. And that's the problem. I mean, when you're defacing George Washington, that's the history. And that's my problem. It's happening all over the world. And here's the thing. Who... And, like no one really knows like it's a criminal act of the face there's like a and the problem is that it's hard to take movements seriously when you have rope people like that going into facing and it's like for example right we got taken advantage of we have a, a a staff member who stole from us we have failed a conspiracy it doesn't mean all of our staff is like that just two um right but now Everyone is going to be, so that's the thing. Everyone is going to be looked at a certain way. That's my point. And I don't like how it's being done. I don't like that city blocks are like, you know, blocked off. And it, it's, it's like anarchy. And I think there's, it's crazy because it's not, it's, it's history. And, and it's like, there's different times for a different period. And, um, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think the way of going about it actually just alienates people more than it does. Right. So I think this people say, you see, that's why these people are that when clearly that diverts away from the issue. And so there's always bad people like the, the looters and the rioters. They took away from the issue. You could say, what do you want? But most people say, ah, I think this is bad because these people, and that's the point. There's always a few bad people that ruin for everybody else. And as a society, we don't separate, well, these are bad, these are good. Everybody gets lumped in. And that's just the way the world works right now. It's very unfortunate as well. So, I mean, I guess everything can be taken out. 
I mean, you know, maybe the Colonel KFC is racist, you know what I mean? Because it's fried chicken and he's white. Maybe that should be taken down too. Maybe he's next. I told um, you, no, what did I, so I was probably on something that we got rid of, but we're going to move to, it is water, it is chicken, it is fried chicken, it's rice, it's soda, and that's just going to be like no images, no brand association, no names behind anything, because I do think it's like we're in a, a place of like almost anything and everything can be offensive. And it's, I, today I got on, um, I was on Instagram and there is a filter on Instagram. Hang on. I actually want to open this up. And I was just kind of like, there's a filter and it's a rainbow filter and it says pride filters. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like there's, um, there's a pride filter. Well, you go and there's, L LBGQT pride, gay pride, transgender pride, lesbian pride, bisexual pride, asexual pride, pansexual pride, non-binary pride, intersex pride, agender pride, gender fluid pride, gender queer pride. And I was just like, I think I need to do research and Google some of the, and like, it's instead, and I can see where Instagram now is trying to be, is trying to be very, very political correct. It's not just a pride filter and making sure every type of different pride has its own filter. And I was scrolling through these and I was like, I feel like I need to Google and do research because I'm not even a hundred, some of these things to my own, you know, lack of knowledge. I don't know what some of these things mean and clearly I need to go research. But then it's like, as Instagram, if they just post a pride filter, are then people upset because there's not a specific pride filter to a certain type of product. I, I have a headache. I have a headache. I don't know if this is the juicing or listening to this PC culturally, you know, and by the way, everybody believes in the freedom of speech until they disagree with you. And when they disagree with you, they want to cancel you, they want to get rid of you, and they want you dead. You know, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting because someone made a comment to somebody else and that person told me and they said, you know, for what's been happening and the disloyalty that that they feel sorry for that person and maybe I shouldn't be as hard, right? And we live in a society, right? This is a new society. Let's say John down the street commits suicide because they committed a bad act and they were exposed to it, okay? So, so if John goes out and commits suicide, like the person that called him out would get attacked for calling him out, right? Now, if let's say I got screwed over by John and I commit suicide, Right, because I lost my whole business because I lost all this money and my reputation. Nobody would write an article about John defrauding me and the owner screwing them over. It's the world we live in now. It's it's all twisted. It's all you know. It's just it's meant to inflame. It's meant to to get a rise out of people. And that's why I think the media is disgusting. I think the media is nasty. I think the media is useless. And all they do is it's just attacks. A bunch of people criticizing other people without ever achieving anything. And, and if, the, if the media was fair, meaning like this show, both sides of every issue and then the people decide, but it's not, right? It's one side rated for higher rating, which I get as a business, but don't pretend to be neutral. Well, and I think, well, I think the hard part too is like, nowadays it's so hard to say something and not offend somebody or some group 
and it so is. should we stop caring at the LS and should people stop caring and just live their life and whatever happens happens like I want to ask people that are watching right now like is it just like whatever because no matter what you're not going to make everybody happy right I mean would, would you agree that the world has become a lose-lose no matter what you do you lose right you support the police officer you support black movie sports you support Trump you lose you support Biden you lose right um, like whoever you support you lose Right. There's not. Okay. You like President Trump. I respect your decision. That's fine. That's your thing. So I disagree let me, with let me ask you this. If Trump wins the election, does your life change at all? Uh, change? I mean, my taxes are good, but, um, but I actually think, because now the offshore, that whole tax thing. He, I, I, I think if Biden goes in, the market tanks, and that's no, I'm, no I'm, so I'm hypothetically saying for oh, maybe you're not a good example for the average American if Biden goes in how does their life change uh, I think it does because taxes are going to go up I think they'll make less money um, you know but it, uh, the average American the average middle income their taxes are going to go up you think with Biden I think taxes are going to go for everybody because obviously there's this joke that is from Obama to Trump, how did people's lives really change? I think a lot of people got wealthier under Trump. No doubt about that with the economy. But I mean, the wealthy people true. got wealthier. I'm talking about well, middle, middle America. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the average number of millionaires that were created were more during the Trump administration so far than in the other administration. And that's because the stock market went up to record high. The real estate market went up high as well. I mean, I think you create your own economy, you know, and you may be right. Maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. Bush, if you but go you, okay, back well, Bush, Obama Clinton, affected us. Obama I'm saying if you go us. Bush, Clinton, Obama, you know, like, did your, did them, whoever was president at the time, really have right. a massive impact on your day-to-day -day life? Probably not. No, I would not say you're right. Probably right. So at the end of the day, maybe we're just because it just makes for good debate. Well, what do you think? Does it impact you? How? And that's it for today. By the way, uh, I'm going to be on Instagram in one minute. If you would like to be passed to the 100, I retired from being the world's number one wealth and business coach. And this past week just solidified that for me with the nonsense. You want to be one of the last 100 to be coached by me or Francie or George Ross and get my cell phone number as well. Go ahead, go to JT Fox Last Dance. That's JT Fox 2X Last Dance.com. One on one, the last time that I will be doing it. Like Michael Jordan had his last dance, this is mine. This industry has become filthy and nasty, and it's time to move on to bigger deals, bigger opportunities, and still work with the existing people we have. You want the best? You got it. One on one, JT Fox Last Dance. I did seven coaching today, and every single coach is like, breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. It is so easy for me. Whether you want marketing and funnels and real marketing, not systems, PAC is there. George Ross, I mean, this is talk about a man who's coached me and, you know, whether you like the president or not, doesn't matter, coached him in business and made him a billionaire and kind of get some insight on, on 92 years old wisdom. He will be live tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here on this channel. JT Fox Last Dance, switch over to Instagram. I'm going to do some live coaching uh, for 30 minutes or so. Thank you, PAC. That's it. If you are listening to this on, on whatever thing, give us five stars. And nothing is more powerful than the truth because I took Francie's line and there's nothing she can do about it. See you uh, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern or on Instagram in one minute. Pack, final words?